Hello and welcome to this uh, very special crossover episode between the audio drama production podcast and PodCraft, the how-to-podcast show created by the thepodcasthost.com. So I'm joined by the podcast hosts Colin Gray on this episode. Indeed, and the podcast hosts Matthew McLean That's as well. That's right, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm head of... belong to the company as well. Exactly, yeah, I'm <laughs> head of audio production here at the Podcast Host Towers. So uh, this is a bit of an off-the-cuff episode. We only decided to do this about an hour ago. Uh, and one of the reasons behind it is actually the fact that uh, we we put the audio drama production podcast out on a weekly basis. We have done so since the summer of 2014 and last Friday just like a couple hours before Robert and I got together to record uh, my computer completely died it, it's something that had been on the cards for quite a long time yeah, and dead it, Mac. it totally went you know it had to go in, into the shop and um, it's it meant that the, the, the podcast has to take a, a short hiatus so the audio drama production podcast for podcraft listeners who maybe aren't familiar with the show it's all in the title really isn't it it's about making <laughs> you've, audio you've got drama. A well made title the way we recommend you do it which is that uh, <laughs> the title tells you what it doesn't attend yeah so it got me thinking you know probably a week without uh, in fact it's it's about two weeks since we got an episode out and the funny thing is that at, at, here at the podcast host we on a daily basis are working with clients and helping them with our podcasts and I've actually had a couple of weeks now thinking about our own show and how I've not really sat down and, and had a, a good think about the content that we're putting out for a while so this has been a good opportunity and I, I had some ideas that I wanted to bounce off you Colin yeah yeah uh, and yeah you know, I think the I think the idea was to well you kind of want to workshop what your redesign of the show might be don't you and that's something we do with clients a lot at the podcast host and it's something we talk about on podcraft as well like, there's no reason why you've got a show you started it like two years ago say you didn't really know much about podcasting at the time maybe um this isn't talking about you this is the general you i mean a person doesn't really know about it really when they start so a relaunch can be a really good idea to so you know look, go back and think about what your aims are how you're doing the podcast ask for feedback from listeners and stuff like that as well and really redesign how you do your show so that it fits into your your current lifestyle and the way that your uh, your work is your life is all that kind of stuff yeah, and hopefully that will be really interesting to, you know, especially the, the podcast listeners who've maybe launched a show a while ago and, and they yeah. might be in the same boat. They've just been uh, plowing along, putting out episodes without really stopping sometimes to, to reevaluate things from yeah. a wee distance. Think about how you do it. Yeah, definitely. So I suppose... Uh, my first, uh, my first thought, and I should say to the the audio drama production podcast listeners that the the podcast definitely isn't getting wound up or anything like that. And, <laughs> You're not canning it. Uh, I still really want to keep the you know a weekly show. Robert and I we usually record in a car. That's just uh, the recording. It's setup. a lubrious uh, studio <laughs> of the audio production podcast. But it's it's more a content thing. Yeah. And uh, Colin, you're a big advocate of podcasting and seasons. Yes. It's something that we didn't really think about when we started the show. And I'm, I'm increasingly concerned that when new listeners find us now, I mean, one week we could be talking about writing, one week we could be talking about some aspect of production. There's all sorts of different things that we'll cover and there's not really... 
you know, it's a mixed bag. Anything could pop up from week to week. Yes, indeed. Sorry, I'm uh, trying to Snapchat at the same time. Uh, if anyone doesn't know, we're doing Colin a lot of Young and trendy. Doing a lot of Snapchat from the podcast host offices, uh, just giving a wee behind the scenes. So I'm trying to uh, show folk recording a podcast. So there's a live uh, noises. Apologies for the noise. Very unprofessional. <laughs> yeah, no seasons. I mean, yeah, we talk about that a lot. It's just it's it's one of the ideal ways to make it more sustainable, isn't it? And actually make it more useful for your listeners because you actually start talking about topics which tie into um, certain things that they're thinking about, certain problems they have and so you can give them these resources they can always refer back to. I, th- I think it's a way to make much more evergreen content that's just more navigable, more findable searchable for your listeners. Yeah, I mean the, the, the podcast is doing a lot better than I'd initially ever ever hoped it would. The, yeah. the website gets a lot of traffic. We've got a lot yep. of content on there. We've mm-hmm. got a ever-growing list of episodes. We get lots of emails, lots of feedback, got a great active community on Facebook, yeah. lots of contributions from other producers who send us stuff on the show, which is brilliant. Mm-hmm. So it keeps it, you know, it's a great variety of voices and opinions, and I yep. think that's really important. But I, I'm, I'm just conscious that... Uh, we are we aren't really going in any one direction. Like I say, we've got this mixed bag of content, and I'm just wondering if there's a better way to to go about that in the near future. Yeah, yeah. F- for for new listeners who find the show, they've got a lot of stuff to plow through, yeah. and there's no order to it. So. Yeah, totally. And I think there's no. Some people balk at the idea of going back and repeating some concepts. So no doubt you have covered, um, say, story. So you do audio drama. No doubt you've covered the topic of creating a story from scratch, like how you come up with a story if you're audio drama um, so you, you're bound to have covered that topic in the past but I think there's no harm at all in actually going back and doing that topic again over say 5 to 10 episodes like you think about um, character generation and then story arcs and then you know all the other things that go into actually creating a story uh, you could go back even in some of these episodes you can refer back to the other episodes as well where you may go into more detail but you treat it as a course essentially you're you're now creating a 10 episode course around how to create a story for audio drama uh, and again yeah that gives them it gives them a way to navigate through that material uh, the new the new set of material particularly but even to link them back to the old stuff too i think i think one of the cuz i did i did have a good think about this in the car this morning and one of the um, reservations i've got the last time we surveyed the audience and admittedly the audience was a lot smaller back then it would be maybe about a year ago now but um it was kind of like 50-50 split between producers who either hadn't produced anything before sure. or had just started so that was like one half of the audience the other half of the audience mainly had been uh, writing and producing audio longer than Robert and I. Okay, so, you yeah. know, they're more experienced than us. But I, I think a lot of them still liked the show because we were getting quality interviews yeah, yeah. and we're still provoking some discussion, yeah. if nothing else. Yeah. So if if we go into, you know, just catering for somebody who's starting out, which is great, are we then going to... Um, almost exclude the the more experienced guys i think it depends on how you define your season so say you you go in there and you say this is a beginner season um and it's around creating a story the thing is you can cover a topic 
in a way that actually caters to all sorts of skill levels. So if you go around creating a story, <clears throat> you're going to have an episode which talks about story arcs, talks about character generation, all that kind of stuff. Um, but you'll talk about over half an hour, say, you'll talk about how you start out with it. But then by the end of that episode, you're going to be talking about the advanced level stuff. So you can cover a really niche little topic in a lot of detail. Um, and you're doing it in a really organized way. So even those people that are quite experienced, they'll know some of this stuff, but... If you're in a topic, you love hearing about it. You love, even if it's stuff you know already, there's always little tidbits. There's ways that you do it, especially in a creative process like that. So in something like creating drama, scripting, that kind of thing, it's totally creative, isn't it? Everyone's got their own approaches. And that's probably why even people that might be 10 years more experienced than you are interested to hear how you do it to tie it into their process. Yeah, I think that's true. When you, when you listen to a podcast on a subject that you're, you're passionate about, and especially in a, a creative field, even if the, the conversation isn't teaching you anything new, it can sometimes just get your brain working yeah. subconsciously and you yeah. do start coming up with ideas, don't you? Yeah, and when it's something, like I say, when it's something you love, you, you like learning, you read stuff about things that you enjoy, that you're passionate about, even if it's just telling you what you already know, it's just what you enjoy finding out more about, isn't it? So I suppose, like, if, if we were, and, you know, I'm going to ask the listeners about this because I'm not just going to bash on and make a decision without consulting anyone. Yeah, yeah. If we moved into more structured episodes that had like a beginning, a middle and an end yeah. and then move on to the next, yeah. what are kind of the next steps in your opinion for, for maybe planning out a season or two? How, how do you go about that traditionally? So you treat it like you're a teacher. Just think about the fact that say you're going to teach this to a class. If somebody was going to come along to an actual workshop in this, how would you order out the subjects? Like, what was what is the first thing somebody needs to know? Taking a story, the story creation idea again. What is the first thing that somebody would sit down and do when they're blank slate, new audio drama, first day? They're like, right, what do we do in the first? What, what's the what would you say as the first step? Coming up with the idea, I suppose, um, or you mean that the first practical step after you've yep. made a conscious decision to, to to make a new series of your yeah to make a new audio drama? What's the first step? It's I think coming up with a story really. Mm -hmm. So sitting uh, in a room with your co-creators or yourself and just brainstorming stuff. Yeah, and I, I mean that there's a good case there for talking about how you you know how you come up with ideas. Mm -hmm. In fact, it's an episode that I'm really keen to do, and that that might be ideal because yeah, it's a perfect. really good starting point yeah, yeah. is talking about uh, I want to go into depth on this but the fact that people like to go out for walks I'm actually reading a book at the moment called The Philosophy of Walking and okay. it's all about uh, just how you get out there and, and you know just get the blood pumping and it's amazing yeah. how good that is for your brain also a lot about how we're all often got our noses stuck in our phones nowadays and, yeah uh, just the creative process of coming up with ideas but then moving into okay you've come up with a really good idea now what's the next step yeah yeah so that's first step so that's your first episode if you if you genuinely think that's the first thing that anyone will do in creating the story for their audio drama that's, that's a great idea yeah having a, an episode on how to generate ideas because that's bound to be a question you get a lot like how do you come up with ideas for a new show Funnily enough, it's not really. Oh, really? Um, okay. So every, everyone's totally creative. They've always yeah, got ideas I brimming think, out of their head. <laughs> I think, um, you know, anyone that gets in touch with us is, is usually, I don't know if the whole left brain, right brain thing, I, I don't know if that was disproven in yeah. science, but <laughs> it, it's always very creative people. They've got yeah. a lot of good ideas. They're just, at, often it's the, the audio production that holds people back. You okay, know, yeah, a lot technical. of really great writers out there, but they've just 
never really got an audio. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So okay, well, there's maybe a case for not doing the story creation one in the first place. Maybe it is something around technical stuff. Maybe it's an editing. I mean, that's when you start to get into a wee bit of difficulty in that. That maybe is a more visual subject. Maybe you need mm-hmm. a lot of video tutorials, but you can definitely cover that type of stuff in audio and then link off to other material that supports it as well, can't you? So. I think that's where you would start, isn't it? Like, whenever we talk to people about doing seasons, it's usually they've got to the stage where they're like you. They've got a hundred odd episodes out there. They're kind of getting a bit jaded about doing it every single week. They're lacking ideas a little bit because they've covered a lot of stuff in the past. So the thing that I w- would always tell people, you tell them as well, don't you? That Go away, take a month, email your listeners, do a last episode that says to your listeners, right, we're coming up with a new season, we're going to take one month off. Please do email us, tweet us, uh, social us in any way uh, to tell us what you want to hear. What's the biggest struggle you're having right now in audio drama? Uh, and we're going to cover that on the next season and we're going to plan it out for you. So you, it's really listener-led, it's really customer-led type of thing. Uh, you're finding out what they want and then giving them it. I'm wondering as well if uh, just an idea that came to me there, it's worth getting a, a sample of people, maybe four or five people who are starting out right at the start, want to create uh, dramas and try and tailor something towards them because mm-hmm. that will essentially be the journey that everyone is following. It's yeah, just yeah. that a lot of people are already on that path. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, you'll catch up with them eventually. If, yeah. they're, if they're still quite new to it, you'll overtake them in your content. Yeah. Um, so you mean find somebody that's currently planning a new drama and actually make them a case study? Yeah. Like follow them as they go along, make a wee documentary of how they do it? Yeah, yeah, yeah I think that'd be good. There, there are, you know, I'm, I'm getting a lot of uh, emails and tweets now of all these new shows popping up, which is great. Yeah, I'm yeah. just struggling for time to actually uh, listen to keep them. Keep up with them, yeah. But uh, it's it's great to see. I mean, I did I did an, an article for the, the podcast host.com recently saying that 2016 was going to be the year of the fiction podcast. I do stand by that. I think we're, yeah. we're going to see this huge wave of people creating new shows, which is fantastic. Yeah. Um, so I don't think it would be very hard to find some people who are who are right at the start of yeah. their journey. I mean, give some some extra exposure and some help from you. I mean, you're going to give them some support in that, aren't you? So yeah, that's it. Yeah, I think that works really well. I mean, that's in teaching. The ideal is if you can actually get your student to do something, so they're learning through experience. You're you're getting them to give them a task. You're teaching them a little bit, just enough to get started, and then you're actually giving them the task so that they learn it through doing it. Uh, maybe I think second best to that is a case study whereby you see them somebody else doing it. So you can, yeah, if you can do that, I mean, that's better than you and Robert just talking about it, just discussing how to do it. If you can show the process of it, some real person, so they can identify with this person at the same stage as them, then that's brilliant. What about, uh, like, uh, season breaks? Because uh, one thing I am conscious of, and I I never want to really take extended breaks between any seasons if we decide to go down that route. But I am quite conscious that in July... All going, all being well, we're going to be doing a lot of, you know, ninety percent of the recording for Valenhai, which mm-hmm. is our, our fantasy uh, audio drama that we're that we're currently creating. Yeah, and I want to make sure that you know the time I have is is divided up because we need to, we need to make a really good job of this. It needs to be brilliant. Um, 
so I don't want to just be paying lip service to this podcast and, yeah. and putting out a couple episodes just for the sake of it. So it might make sense in the summer to have a good few weeks off to concentrate yeah, on that. Yeah, your season break in there, yeah. So what what's an ideal length in your experience for like a season break? I've, I've myself for my own shows, I've done it as little as a month. So just say four weeks off, plan it in then. Uh, and other ones I've taken three or four months off. And actually I was talking to um, to Paul Boag yesterday who runs uh, the Boag World podcast. He does seasons as well. And he took six months off once and he was quite clear about it, it was a hiatus. Um, the The balance, I think, is maybe one or two months is a good period and beyond that going beyond a couple of months people start to drop off Paul said that after six months for example his audience halved when he came back and it took him a, w- a farewell to get back up so taking that big of a break that's I mean that's a big chunk of time uh, and I don't think many people need that long but even a month or two months on the outside that's plenty enough time to just have a wee refresh plan something new and build a bit of hype around the, the re-release yeah and also when we're it's not like we'll be taking time off because when we're doing Valen High I want to be recording a lot of extra content for this podcast because all the stuff we're doing is going to be really uh, valuable I think to, to people yeah. who want to do a similar project yeah. uh, it, it's all new to me I'm actually I'm quite scared about it but that's a good thing I think yeah. uh, because I don't want to stay in my comfort zone. So there's a lot of stuff here, booking studios, getting people in, working with actors. Uh, This is totally new to me. I've only done this on a very small scale. Yeah. Uh, And yeah, it is keeping me up at night thinking (laughs) about, you know, I want it to be great. And I know Steve and Robert are the same. Um, At the moment, we're just, there's loads of logistics that we're looking in and things like that. But it's going to make for some great content. Yeah, uh, yeah. So it might be better to, to save that content up and not be trying to to juggle too many balls at the same yeah, time. Yeah, I mean, I've found actually in the season breaks, quite often I'll end up doing a few interviews during that time because with that's the one disadvantage of doing seasons is that you're kind of, it's restrictive. You know what you're doing, you've planned out your episodes. So you meet somebody serendipitously in the street who does podcasting and you think, oh, you'd be a great story for the show. It's actually you can't just fit that in any old place. So I tend to save up interviews that I've done during the season. I will just grab somebody in the street or a conference or whatever, interview them, and then I'll slip them in during the break. So, And it's easy because you can just say, hey, we're on a season break, come back in February, whatever, when we're coming back. But here's a wee interlude for you, an in-between episode, I think Tim Ferriss calls them. <laughs> um, and you can make them nice and raw and unedited and all that kind of stuff because you're you're excusing yourself that you're not doing the same as you always do. You're just giving them a wee bit of bonus content. So I think it can work quite well in making it easy. You don't have to do too much to it. Yeah, I've always kind of struggled with uh, the, the balance of interviews. We, we never intended the podcast to be an interview show. Yeah. But at the same time, we've done some brilliant interviews uh, and, and we're getting all this knowledge that we, we didn't have ourselves. And that's where I've learned it a, yeah. a lot as well. Yeah. Um, like I say, I've never wanted to do exclusively an interview show on there but now and then I do I do like to have them yeah it's so, a good variety if nothing else and people want to hear from other voices every now and again yeah um, another thought I had and I, I don't think I'll go down this route was to to start playing audio dramas from up and coming producers guys mm-hmm. and, and, and girls who've just started out yeah yeah um, but I don't I don't really think that's necessary because there's two great podcasts out there, Radio Drama Revival and the Sonic Society, who showcase all sorts of audio drama. And I think yeah. they do a great job. And I, 
I think it would just be unnecessary for us to also yeah. go down that route. So yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, there's a slight. I suppose there's a slight argument for just doing some teasers, like yourself. If you're taking two months off, say, you could do like a ten minute teaser of the start of some new shows, just going out on a weekly basis. But I think you're right. I don't. I don't think it's necessary. But it, meh, meh, it could always. It can keep people interested. I suppose keep the the feed ticking along. Yeah. So. I'm going to put uh, certainly a, a form of some sort up on the, the website show notes because I want to get as much feedback as possible and make some decisions. Like I say, the show isn't going anywhere. Yeah, it's just, yeah. it's it's been in a sense a, a blessing to get this opportunity to get a few weeks off and yeah. just actually have a proper think about the show without thinking, oh, we need to get another episode yeah, out. Yeah, I think it's good that you're thinking about it that way as well because a lot of people get to that stage and they're actually just like, oh, it's a relief. I'll take a, take a bit of time off and they never get back into it. But you're thinking about it, improving the show, changing the format, making it more listener-focused, actually giving them what they want. So, yeah, I, a lot of people just don't even consider the whole relaunch, redesign. They just think, do it the way it's always been done and don't change it. So, yeah. Good work. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it probably comes with a job. I mean, we do this on a daily yeah, basis, aye. so uh, yeah. it's, it's a, something I'm always thinking about. Yeah, but but then again, it's easy it's easy to do things. It happens all the time, isn't it? The the painter's house is unpainted. The you know the people that actually do the work, their own example of it is useless <laughs> in a lot that, of cases. It's very very relevant because uh, you know. I'm, I've always, up until now, been a, a golf course greenkeeper. Mm. And uh, a couple of years ago, a wee guy turned up at my door. <laughs> the grass was higher than your knees. Yeah. And he said to me, uh, do you want your grass cut for 20 quid? And I was yeah. like, I'm a greenkeeper. And he, he sort of looked at my grass and looked back at me. He must have thought, well, not, not a very good one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, you're totally right. It's like... Um, it's sometimes the the most obvious thing, but yeah. you're the least likely person to to be carrying out the work. So. Yeah, definitely. I mean, podcraft is a good example of that. I think I've I te- with our clients, we get stuff out every single week, dead on time. We always have the calls to action in. Show notes are always perfect, but podcraft because you're kind of fitting it in between and it's it's not paid for. Quite often, I'll mix up my calls to action, or you know, I'll have to miss a week and stuff like that. And it's you can argue it's a bad example, but actually, it's it's just. It's the way we fit it in and um, it still tells people how to do podcasting and we just do it the right way with our clients. <laughs> so what's my next steps, Colin, then? Get a, get something up on the website? Are we I would say, do you, do you have a mailing list just now for your listeners? We do. We don't really push it and I don't think, I, I think like the amount of people that are on there compared to the downloads we get is quite quite extremely well, you need to different. change that first in the next <laughs> season get them on a mailing list so you can tell them so you can help them so you can send them more good stuff yeah um, but anyway yeah so send out to them they're probably the most engaged people so you're most likely to get a response from them uh, get out on your social media obviously twitter facebook um, and yeah just record one episode one little episode in here you can do like a 10 minute five minute even this is the situation we're taking four weeks off but go to this link please please let us know what you think um, what you wanted to hear more of cool so yeah be interested to to get the feedback of the listener as well so please get in touch with me on on the usual channels podcast audio drama oh yeah i'm saying record another one but this is that yeah, episode that, isn't that, it? Was, uh, <laughs> that, that was the purpose of this um 
<laughs> Sorry, I overrode your uh, your link there. What was that again? <laughs> uh, it's, yeah, podcast audiodramaproduction dot com. I could still. I, I really don't like checking emails on my phone, but now I'm being forced to because uh, don't have a computer. <laughs> so yeah, you'll you'll get us there. You'll get us on Twitter at Yap Audio. And uh, the website, of course, and, and the Facebook group, and all those places. I just, I just want some opinions. I want people. How do you, how me. do you want them to get in touch? Come on, good practice, Matthew. One I know, way, tell I know. them. I'm one sitting, way, sitting thinking. Go that. right now, listeners, and do this one thing that Matthew's about to tell you. <laughs> uh, yeah, email us, please. Podcast audiodramaproduction dot com. Perfect. That's because uh, then Robert could see it as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm not a huge fan of the old Facebook direct message because uh, I <laughs> tend to read them on the go and forget about them, and then yeah. people think I've ignored them. Yeah. So. Um, Perfect. And I'd love to hear from uh, Podcraft listeners as well. If you're listening to this, if you found it interesting, uh, sort of working through a redesign of a show, then uh, if you have any tips for Matthew, if you've gone through this yourself, you've hit a kind of a down point in your podcasting, you've been struggling with what to do, uh, we'd love to hear from you. Email pod, e- email Matthew again at, what was it, podcast at? Audiodramaproduction.com. Perfect. Podcast at audiodramaproduction.com. Let him know what you think he should do, some tips, your experience, anything you can help with would be much appreciated. And of course, tweet us as well. My call to action. So that's for Matthew. My call to action is tweet us at the podcast host and uh, on Twitter and let me know if you thought this was uh, interesting to go through. Because it'd be cool to do more case studies like this around people who are either starting new shows, uh, this sort of thought process around how you start a new show, whether they're doing redesigns, whether they're having crisis in their podcasting, that kind of stuff. Is this someone you want to hear more of? Let us know at the podcast host on Twitter. Oh, and Snapchat. Oh, see, I'm breaking my rules now. <laughs> Two calls to action. Uh, we're also the podcast host on Snapchat too. I'm really enjoying sharing stories about the behind the scenes of the podcast host at the moment. For example, I just did a little video of us recording this uh, show. So if you want to see what it's like in the podcast host office and uh, a few silly uh, personal things mixed in, although not too much, don't worry, uh, then follow us on there. Just go into Snapchat and just put in the username, the podcast host. Love to see you on there. Yeah, I'm on Bebo as well. If anyone wants Bebo. to get me on there in the top 16, uh, give me some love. <laughs> no, not on Bebo. Uh, used to be, but not now. I think I had a Bebo page when I was, yeah, 17 or something. No, it didn't even exist then. <laughs> yeah, it didn't last long. <laughs> but yes. Oh, well, this has been good fun. Good crossover episode. We'll have to do this more often. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, Good to, good to get some out, good to get some feedback and thanks very much for indulging us and for listening. Indeed, hope you enjoyed it and we'll talk to you soon.